Um, yeah, so I'm I'm literally, you know, just going to thank you for coming on the show. But tell me, tell listeners what you do in photography. Okay, well, that in itself is a thing. It took me a while to, to get there. Yeah. Um, but I am a lifestyle and portrait photographer. Uh, I, I had to narrow it down a bit. It took a while. I'm still it, focusing on a few other things, but yeah. the primary ones that I'm focusing on are lifestyle and portraits. Lifestyle and portraits. And you know what? I've just um, thought, ah, when you said it took a while, what happened there? Were you doing lots and lots of different things? Yes, I was. I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, okay, so let me start at the beginning. Go for it. <laughs> Initially, I would have, I, I had a love for photography from back in my school days. I was introduced to the dark room and being able to develop black and whites and stuff like that. It was just fascinating. Um, and then from there, when I would have met my, my husband now, we started our own business mm-hmm. and we were trying to merge two completely different styles and two completely different loves. But we, we formed a company, uh, yeah. formed uh, a business named A3KD. So with that, we were doing weddings, we were doing products, bur- um, <laughs> we were doing architecture, food, <laughs> you name it. We, we were just covering it all and events and everything like that. So it just became a lot. And then my husband, he's also a graphic designer. So yeah. there was that side of it. So it was like literally jack of all trades, master of none. And yeah. we started to get miserable. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's where it started. But uh, then what happened is we made a decision that we would hone in a bit more and that in order for us to do that, we, we needed to split our business so my husband would have gone on to focus on his graphic design and his photography in terms of doing the products and port and headshots and that kind of thing whereas for me I I was more into the photojournalistic side of things yeah and that's where the lifestyle came in and I wanted to be able to tell stories yeah through my, through my images so I used that, my love for black and whites, and I started to say, hey, you know what? I want to do lifestyle and births. Um, So I started there, but then eventually I also found that I still did love portraits, but a different type of portraits in terms of I wanted to focus on people that were willing to do something a bit different. Different, So. I started, it's still relatively new in that regard. I started two, two portrait concepts mm. where it is allure for males only. And mm. we're focusing on the, the power and the mystery of males. You know, I mean, there's just something about a man that, that just, you know, I think that they're not highlighted enough for their power and their strength to their images. So I, I'm focusing on that. And I'm also focusing on a side of things called Aphrodite. And with that one, I'm focusing on the love, the beauty and the passion of women, but particularly um, mummies to be. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm honing in in those two areas for my portraiture, but my lifestyle is focusing on, you know, families and also birth 
telling the story of birth from the minute life begins onward. So that's where my love is. Um, I must tell you, birth photography in Barbados is a bit rough to get into. It's a bit rough. And I'm like, why? Of all these things. But I figure what better way to tell the story of life? What better way to do a photojournalism than to do something like that documenting birth who's in the room what's happening to show that there's love and passion in that and not just all the other stuff people think that is you know so it's that and then I also have my personal projects which is like focusing on homeless persons and those kind of things so I say all of that to kind of sum up where where am I now in my in my photography journey but it it did take a while I think well over 10 years it took it took about because it was my husband and I um just doing our thing and you know you you you're just so determined to make it work but then there's at one point you have to take a step back and really realize okay let's focus because we split the business doesn't mean we split as a couple it just means we have to let go and let each other focus on on our own individual strengths so yeah you, yeah you have to um you have to find who you are yeah um and what makes your heart beat Correct. creatively kind yeah. of thing because i think we all do the same thing we all like we we get this camera in our hand and it does magic for us so we, t- we photograph everything, anything, everything, yes. you know, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, <What's> that? <laughs> but it's so exciting in the beginning. And when you decide, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to start me up a business here. I'm going to do something with this. You kind of haven't found what makes your heart beat yet. And I think, I think it happens to 99% of photographers, um, but we don't necessarily talk about it like you and me are talking about it now. And because we don't talk about it, people get lost and they think, oh my God, I can't do this. Um, This is just too much for me. I can't get work and yada, 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 you know, because we don't really communicate as photographers on this level because I did that. I did, you know, when I started, I had, I built my website myself and I just thought, this is me. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. And I had black and white street photography on there. I had photography of concerts, live concerts that I went to. I had a wedding on there. I, I had everything you can imagine. I had it on my website and I sat back and I thought, yep, yeah, my business is ready to go. And I got no work. <laughs> none, none. <laughs> And I thought, I thought, how dare the world not see me? This is great work. <laughs> and then I started to rubbish myself and think that I just wasn't that good. I don't know. You know, I, I had, you know, it was a, a quite a long transition where I thought I wasn't that good. Um, and I knew I wanted to do, I, I kind of knew I wanted to do weddings but I had my wet, my one wedding up there with a whole lot of other things and thinking, why, why aren't couples coming to me? Well, they didn't want to see street photography today. Um, and I think we all go through it and it's yeah. quite rough and it's hard to let go of things. Did you find it hard to let go of 
doing yeah, things? Because um, especially when we had A3 Katie, because I mean, there were so much people that, you know, they were coming to us for different things and they loved our male female dynamic and and my husband and I we do a lot of bantering and stuff like that so even (laughs) when we did weddings you know I would be at the the bride's house when she's getting ready my husband will be at the male's house then we meet up and I'm like wait you cause you cause me to be late and we you know we do a lot of bantering and a lot of fun so people love that um but like you like you would have mentioned after a while it started to get rough it started to feel a bit overwhelming I felt a tug for me of this is not what I want to do. I don't yeah. want to be, I don't want to be that person that has to, to catch at every job. I want a particular client. I started to visualize what I wanted for myself, who I wanted to work with, yeah. where I wanted to go, the things I wanted to do and, and why I wanted to set myself apart. Not just because it was a matter of looking at the market and saying, okay, you're saturated and I want to do something different, yeah. but looking at the market and saying, okay, there's some really great stuff out there, but I want to do something different. I want to add, I want to add extra to what's already out there. And that's how I started to look at it. But the day when, when Alex and I, and I, I, this was only maybe about three, four years ago, I think, um, that we sat down and it's like, okay, this is not, this is not working out. Yeah. it's, it's not working and I mean I still help him with his creative directing sometimes and I will conceptualize a shoot for him and I do not touch the camera when I'm out there with him though <laughs> you know I'm just there sitting back and flicking a veil or, or moving some hair or something like that mm. um and then I I really started to really love births and and really and I guess what was the turning point for me as well would have been when I had my my first daughter and she's almost five now and I remember thinking about you know you get that window or something life changes when you know you got a new life a new responsibility and and that person that's looking at you and depending on you and she changed my whole concept yeah um subsequently then um two years ago, almost two years ago, when, when my second daughter was born, it was okay. I started, I stepped away from photography completely. And I started to really wonder what I really wanted to do. And yeah. I really, I really sat down and I was honing on it. But um, I wasn't full time. I'm still not fully full time as yet. Um, and that was another reason because when you're doing all of these different types of photography, and you're not getting the kind of clients you want, you're not yeah. getting the kind of income you want, you need something to help pay the bills. <laughs> so yes. it ended up being um, it ended up being a very hard struggle because I felt like I was losing a huge part of myself as a creative yeah. to pay the bills and stuff like that. And then I guess what would have changed for me would have been this year, um, I actually would have had a loss of uh, my third daughter I, I would have lost her and stuff. And, you know, going through that, um, being able to come out on the other end of that being better, yeah. um, not, not saying the pain is gone, the pain is there like every single day. Yeah. Um, and you're still grieving and stuff. But my, my third girl, she, she was the fighter. Uh, all three of them were fighters, but she mm-hmm. especially was a, a fighter and she didn't, she didn't quit. 
and no matter how hard things got for her or anything like that she 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 kept fighting yeah and I guess for me I looked at that as in her short life she made such a huge impact on me and watching her every day you know we were looking forward to her coming home and and then that didn't that didn't pan out and I I kept telling myself okay I have to do something drastically different yeah I can't let imposter syndrome get to me because sometimes in the corporate world you're sitting down I'm like well I'm not really a creative I'm more known for this or you know and I end up having that that battle within myself you know working in nine to five and not taking out the camera but it was dealing with that constant struggle and and then at one point I guess I can't say that it was like just an epiphany that came to me. But then one morning I just got up and I said, you know, I need to make her proud. I need to make her sisters proud. How best can I do that? And the best way I can do that is being true to myself. So within the last three weeks, especially these last two, I started to really streamline. Okay. This is the photography I love. I want to tell stories with my photography. I don't just want to be, Okay, quick, stand up, pose, go. I want to tell your story. What is it that you and your family really love doing? Do you love baking cookies and stuff like that? Is this mm-hmm. something you do every day? Have you ever documented doing that? Your children yeah. are getting older. So so why not? So I started to look at it that way. I started to reach out to a few other people, people that are custom every Sunday, they're in the park or something. And I, I started to document that even um, working with a midwife, uh, when she does her client visits and stuff like that, you know, when she's actually measuring the mummy's tummy and, you know, those kind of things that, you know, we take for granted a child's first day of school. Cause I'm looking to, to market that to some of my clients as well, because over here, the children have been doing face-to-face classes, um, haven't been doing face-to-face classes, sorry. You know, and we took it for granted that children just get up get dressed go to school Monday to Friday they have summer they have Easter they have Christmas break but now we over here we're struggling because we we love our children but we want them to go back to -to face-to-face school exactly and there's so many children that would have gone from what we call primary school um over to secondary school so when you turn to 11 or so you go into secondary school and there's so many parents that don't get to see their children transition from that primary school into secondary school yeah. because they've, they've been home. You have the ones that transitioning from nursery school into primary school and, and they don't have that. So I'm like, well, how then can I market to them and let them see, well, when we do get back to face-to-face school and you and your children are in the house and everything is, you know, hair wire, you're getting ready, you're getting dressed to go to school, you're hopping in the car, you're running back for your keys, you know, um, and then you finally get to school and then there's tears because that little one now realizes, wait, mommy and daddy going, oh, leave me. So they're starting to cry or the mom's starting to cry. Somebody, dad's tearing up, you know, saying those farewell kisses, you know, for me, that's something that I think people are going to cherish a lot more now if they can get those, those images. I think you know, so. Yeah. Telling a story like that. So then, you know, those sort of things started to come to my mind. Um, a lot of partners aren't being admitted into the hospital unless they have COVID tests or unless they, you know, there's a lot of strange stuff happening now. And you know, if they allow me to go in, then I could document everything that is happening yeah. for that partner. Yeah. 
for that mom that is overseas and couldn't come in or, you know, so that's the way I started to think because I always love storytelling and I feel like that's, that's really what I wanted to do. So I had to get out of my own head and telling myself I'm not good enough. I'm, I don't take as good pictures as this other person or, you did know, you, there's so Did much you do stuff. that to yourself? Yeah. No, I, I had a couple of times, even, even in comparison to my husband, you know, he is full on studio lighting. He has it set up, you know, um, he, he's a barn artist. He's trained in graphic design and stuff like that. I just kind of stumbled into love for black and white photography, a guy yeah. like Ansel Adams was the one that I used to read his books. I still have, I have a huge book with just his pictures because <laughs> I love Ansel Adams so much, you know? And I'm always thinking of ways that I can tell the story, like how he was able to back in the day without all this digital stuff, yeah. you know? Um, but I did have my moments up to the other day, I saw a friend of mine posted an image and it was phenomenal you know and I'm there and I said you know what just tell him that (laughs) you know don't don't keep it to myself tell him that because that might help him yes and I started to to look at things differently in terms of because I realized sometimes people don't know how long it took you to get to where you are they don't know what struggles what pitfalls you went through to get to where you are but sometimes they just look at you and see the end product where you are now your success and then they say I wish I was like you you know um so like I said having gone through what I've went through I I appreciate more being able to encourage others and to stop comparing myself to others because you you don't know where other people are truly at so instead of just looking at photos and saying oh that person takes better photos than me I look at the photo for what it is and like you that's a nice photo I wonder how did this person did this or this person did that you know and sometimes I reach out to them and be like hey how did you do this (laughs) yeah I'm the same I'm the same because I think you know what we are colleagues aren't we me and you we're photographers that makes us colleagues and also we have other people's businesses is none of our business yeah none of our business and also that imposter syndrome that we're feeling that we feel from time to time the person with the great photo is probably feeling that right now yes yes right um, now. <laughs> um when you say that there's a guy that i met um my husband and i we had actually traveled to st louis missouri and we got to meet this guy salvatore sincata i i think he is a fantastic guy and when he said that sometimes, you know, he has, he has a minute where he second guesses. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this man's work is, yeah. But, you know, it, it helps, like you said, you know, when we can to talk to each other and not focus on it being a competition. Yeah. I have a, a mentor here as well on the island called Joel Brooks. And he always says that, there's always a market share for him. Yes. And he trains people. He teaches people. He, he, he gives a lot of skills. He teaches you how to zoom in and look for that, you know, that speck on the person's face. And, and he's not afraid to share his knowledge. Yeah. He's not afraid to share what, what software tools he's working with, what camera, what lenses, you know, he shows you his entire studio setup. But then again, you will come across some people and you ask them, hey, what camera you're working with? And they don't want to tell you. 
Yeah, and what is that? What is that? <laughs> it doesn't benefit us to not you know, share. Like, it's here, it's this, it's that, it's you know, and what is that? I just think Why? you that you know what? I've come across some photographers like that where it's like, oh no, I can't tell you that. And I think to myself, I I feel for you because you you must have confidence issues of your own and you feel that you have to keep everything close to your chest but at the end of the day as creatives if you and me if we went out together with our cameras yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna say somewhere in Barbados because it's way prettier than the UK (laughs) Um, (laughs) if we (laughs) if we went say we went into Say we went somewhere really vibrant like Oystins. Yeah. Yeah. Friday night, we're in Oystins and there's, you know, there's still drums, there's the market, there's the fish stalls and there's some people dancing. And we thought, and we said to each other, let's, let's do some black and white photography here now tonight. Yeah. You got your camera. I got my camera. Even if we've got the same cameras. Yeah. And we take the, we, we take the same shot. Yours is going to look different to mine. Mine's going to look different to yours because we don't see the same thing. Correct. You know, the thing that makes me say, oh my gosh, is not the same thing as you, even though we're looking in the same direction, you know? Yeah. So this is why we should share because we are born with a different set of eyes and our photography will never be the same. We will never see the same thing. Mm-hmm. at the same time it will never ever 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 happen which is why it's safe to share so your clients the, the clients that come to you they like what you see and the clients that come to me like what I see yeah simple um so I don't get the photographers that are like no I'm not going to tell you how I got that shot why not I'm not going to see it the same as you anyway <laughs> you know yeah. I, I really don't understand why we why we are so against well why some of us are so against the whole collaboration because yeah. my thing is I, I I always look at it as like when Usain Bolt used to be running you know he has been deemed the fastest man in the world yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> but he didn't just get there because he used to run nine seconds and everybody else was running 20 seconds he got there because there were other people nipping at his heels. Yes. He used to train with other people. He used to train with Blake. He used to train with some of the other Jamaicans. Yep. And they were on the same team training, doing the same workout, eating, regimen, everything like that, working together. Lifting each other up. Lifting exactly, each other up. They needed to push each other to get to that next level. So to me, if I am going to be hiding up my stuff from you, that how does that benefit me? It doesn't. But if we can collaborate and we keep rising together, then you're yeah. always going to push me to be better and I'm always going to push you and we yeah. can learn. If I know A and you know B and I share A with you, you share B with me, we walk away both knowing A Happy and days. B. Happy and, days. you know, that that takes us to a higher level. It does not make sense to me to push somebody else down so I can step on them. That, that, Absolutely. That, that doesn't make sense to me. And, and, and that's like, why I coach photographers. That's why I, you know, and some people, people that know me and they know that I'm a photographer say to me, Dee, why are you coaching photographers? You're just bringing other people onto the market. And I'm like, well, you know what? There's 8 billion people on earth and I only want like 50 of them. <laughs> <laughs> they can have the others. You know, I, 
I don't understand that. I, it, you know, and even if the person that I'm coaching lives near me, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter to me because we're very different people. And, and also when we collaborate, you know, if you come to me and say, my photography is rubbish. I just looked at so-and-so and his is so good and mine is rubbish. And I can say to you, Karina, shut up. You're talking rubbish. Your photography <laughs> is fine. You, you know, those things, they help. They absolutely help. Because only we know how we feel. You know, I, I, I can relate to the imposter syndrome and stuff. So I can say to you, stop it. And, because, and you know that I understand what you're going through. Yeah. So we should all work together. We really should. And, and it raises the standard across the globe as well, yeah. you know, because if, if we don't work together, then, you know, we're, we're not teaching other people why to respect us as photographers yeah. or why the pricing is like this or why, because we're hiding up too much. But if we collaborate, work with each other, we can set that higher standard to let yeah. people understand. It's not just about having a fancy camera and just going out there and pressing a button. Absolutely. Reality is, there are some people that think that, you know. (laughs) But if we as photographers work together, then we educate our clients of this is the standard. Here's it.